podcast with James and Jane. Hey, this is Jane. And just before we get into this episode, I want to remind you all about the great stuff on our website at www.worldofwork.io. Over there, you can check out our online seminar program, the workshops we run, as well as our coaching and all the other podcasts we've recorded. So that's www.worldofwork.io. Now on to this episode. Hello, this is James. And this is Jane. And here we are again with another episode of a World of Work podcast. What are we speaking about today, Jane? Well, today we are talking to someone we actually did a little video with uh, at the beginning of lockdown, Dr. Jane Booth. And we're going to be talking all about boundaries. Oh, that's exciting. Uh, I'm looking forward to this conversation. I think boundaries are fascinating things. I think that um, boundaries in our relationships with others affects our personal relationships as well as our work relationships. So I think there's a lot of interesting stuff to come out of this conversation. Yeah, I definitely think given the world, especially we're recording it for those of you who don't know, in 2020 during the COVID crisis. And I think um, given everything's changing in lots of people's worlds at the moment, I think boundaries is a really pertinent conversation to be having. Great. Let's get into the conversation. Okay. So we're in the main body of our uh, podcast conversation today and we're speaking to Jane Booth and we're going to be exploring the concept of boundaries, um, particularly with a view to understanding boundaries in the workplace. Um, before we get into that, though, Jane, could you introduce yourself to the guests and say a little bit about yourself and your background and what you're working on? Yeah, sure. Um, hello, uh, Jane and James, and anybody else who's listening. Uh, I'm Jane. Um, I, well, I believe that great people make amazing things happen, and that is kind of the heart of everything I do, and really drives my work life, my and and probably kind of my own life as well in terms of you know having a real faith in people and. Uh, my, I suppose my business is built around leadership and supporting people to chase their own dreams. And yeah, and my job title, this is a big dilemma when I started working for myself, which I have done for the last four years, um, what to call myself, because I didn't really feel like a director or a chief exec. Um, so I decided on chaser of dreams, um, which That's kind nice. of, yeah, it starts interesting. People either love it and kind of want to know more or they're like, no, you're definitely not the person for me. Um, yeah. So it's a good conversation starter. Um but yeah, so that's me. that's a, a brief intro, I guess, into into me and and some of the things that I'm passionate about. Oh, that's great. It's, it gives a real insight into into you through a bit of those names. Um, if we start off, and as I said, we're going to be speaking about boundaries as an idea. If we just start with a real basics, uh, what are boundaries when we talk about our relationships with people? So, so it's a, well, it's a, it feels like a logical place to start, but it's actually a really I find it a really interesting question because there's lots of different definitions, and I think if you look at okay. the dictionary definition. Um, it talks about boundaries being real or imagined lines that mark the edge of something or the limit of something. Um, and that's kind of, I suppose, a dictionary definition. But if you explore a little bit further, um, you know, I, I, I really love this idea that uh, boundaries are sort of limits that you set on how you allow others to treat you, but also they define how you want to be treated by others and how you kind of mark, um, you know, sort of draw lines between what's okay and what's not okay um, and sometimes I think it's really important sort of that idea that a boundary is is in your mind knowing that there is something in the world that you won't accept and you won't tolerate and how you sort of become more aware of that and understand that there are yeah there are different limits on on what you like what you don't like how you see the world so with that why are these boundaries important I guess do boundaries give us certainty do they give us control what what's the benefit to us of having boundaries for ourselves and what are the benefits for our relationships with others 
I mean, there's a whole host of sort of um, angles we could go down in, in terms of answering that 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 question. I think that, that maybe the real maybe a, a sort of simple starting place is to say that you know it kind of defines our own personal space and almost where we start and stop and where other people start and stop, um, if that sort of makes sense. Um, but I've got in my mind maybe an analogy which might help a little bit in terms of, um, and I think I've used this before in various places, but thinking about um, deer fences for living in Scotland and spending a lot of time out on the mountains and uh, up in the hills, you come across lots of deer fences. And I suppose there's two ways of looking at those. Um, they're either about keeping deer out and stopping them going into a certain area or if you flip that, the other way of looking at it is to say, actually, they're protecting what's inside those boundaries. So they're keeping those. And usually it's native trees and, you know, things that need a bit of help and nurture um, and saving from hungry deers munching the buds off them. And I think it, that, that applies to kind of people as well in terms of, you know, if we don't have boundaries in our lives, whether that be physical boundaries, you know, the walls of our house protecting us from the elements and um, or, or other sorts of things or, you know, more. Um, psychological or emotional boundaries kind of protecting us from you know the things that we um, or, or keeping safe the things we love but also protecting us in a way from things that feel a bit challenging or that actually just don't fit with our own um, you know values and things that really really matter to us um, whether that be you know somebody else's behavior or actually um, even down to things like you know actually what will you accept in the world is it okay for people to um you know be a bit horrible to you or are you actually going to stand up for what you believe in and say do you know what i don't like that that's not for me yeah and i guess following on from that um are boundaries things that we we sort of have in relation to all aspects of our lives or are there certain areas of our lives where we tend to benefit more from having boundaries for me they they exist everywhere um, mm-hmm. And I think what I'm learning, um, I've been really interested in this over the past couple of years and, and what's become almost more um, prevalent in my thinking over the last few months is around like the dynamic nature of boundaries that we set ourselves. Um, so maybe may thinking about some of the things that might have happened over lockdown and people sort of you know, no longer yeah. going into their workspaces and being working at home. Actually, you know, in terms of trying to put some um, you know, boundaries in place for you know time boundaries so how many hours a day are you working you know which areas in your home are actually going to be exclusively for work or you know can you have an area in your home which you know actually it's that's play time that's play area so you can kind of find ways of separating out you as a in your work persona and role into you know you as coming home from work whereas you know because if you're not going out to an office then actually it becomes much harder to separate out the sort of different areas of your life um so yeah i think they they pepper everywhere and you know even social you know social relationships and things in terms of you know thinking about your friendships and you know you most of us will have maybe you know you know probably quite a small number of really close friends who probably know you warts and all and you know you can phone them up at four o'clock in the morning in tears if you're (laughs) struggling but equally there'll be other people in your life who perhaps aren't quite so close and you you sort of create almost those um sometimes unconscious boundaries to say actually actually i don't want to share that with them or um this type of relationship is an acquaintance type relationship or a fun type relationship where there might be other people who it's there's something more meaningful or you know you're able to have those really tricky conversations to say 
God, I don't know, you know, I don't know what I'm doing. Can you help sort of thing? Yeah. And it's interesting, you touched on um, the coronavirus uh, a few minutes ago and the impact it's having on us in work. Um, and it feels to me, in my own personal experience, that it's also brought to light difference in individuals' boundaries when it comes to things like contact and interaction um, and, and those sides of things as well. So it, it's kind of disrupting our sense of what those boundaries are to some extent, I think. Um, when, when you think about having these sort of boundaries and, and having... Uh, clear boundaries or you know clarity in our own boundaries what sort of impact does that have on others when that boundary that we bring is mutually understood or we have a sort of agreed boundary that everybody knows about how does that affect our relationships with people i mean a really simple answer is i i think it, i believe it makes them more effective um mm-hmm. i think the real challenges are and this is perhaps the bit that maybe we're not so good at is communicating those boundaries um yeah. and perhaps like the the example of physical space and particularly now at the moment with social distancing and things is probably quite a good example because you know there are some of us um in who are maybe are struggling a little bit with this idea of yeah, you know, yeah. how how close is close right two meters for some of us means do not come anywhere vaguely close to me and stay away beyond two meters please actually whereas for yeah. other people two meters is well you know meters okay and others you know actually maybe for, for whatever reason, don't have that same sense of, of, of boundaries and, and space. Um, so I think in, in this world, it's, it's two things. It's firstly being aware that we each may have very different boundaries, but also finding ways in which we can have a conversation in a non-confrontational way often to say, actually, I'm, I'm not quite comfortable with that yet. So can we just find a way that works for both of us? So we've talked a little bit now about uh, the basics of boundaries. Now thinking about uh, how boundaries operate in the world of work, what what sort of boundaries exist in our in our world uh, when we're thinking about work? Wow, another another good good question with probably endless answers. Um, I think if I really maybe group them, um, I think you know we have sort of physical boundaries which are probably relatively easy. So maybe in an office space, there's. Uh, different people have different offices so, or you'll have your own desk or you'll have your own space or you'll have the kitchen space or you know the, the space where different teams maybe tend to meet so there's kind of quite physical obvious boundaries um but within sort of other types of things you know there's there's um emotional boundaries there's also maybe some psychological boundaries and energetic boundaries those are sort of the four criteria and maybe i can bring them to life through a couple of examples um so energetic um, boundaries for example you know in a workplace you can probably picture um, different people that you work with who are maybe enthusiastic and full of energy at different times of the day or perhaps you know somebody who needs a certain I don't know environment or level of uh, motivation to actually come up with ideas and maybe somebody needs noise maybe somebody needs some music in the background whereas other people need silence um so sort of it becomes sort of this complicated thing invisible thing sometimes that weaves its way through the workplace when you're trying to sort of work out okay i know this works for me for example i need to listen to music um but actually my colleague over there i know that they need that peace and quiet and um so how do you sort of work out ways of being able to provide what you need but also being conscious of other people um and, you know, maybe music's quite an easy one because you can put your headphones in and, and you can, you know, think things through there. But interestingly, that often creates boundaries in its own way, because if you're sitting there with your earphones in listening to music, 
potentially you're missing out on some some of the conversations that happen within that you know general hubbub of a of an office space particularly if it's an open plan office space and and also people can perceive that as oh they've got their headphones in they don't want to be disturbed or or maybe you know maybe something's going on and you know they're just ignoring me so almost something that's really simple in terms of trying to protect colleagues or think about you know what works for you and what might not work for others almost those boundaries then come in in very different ways and manifest themselves and play them play them out in different ways um and i think as well maybe we use a um another example perhaps in a meeting space where um you know there's almost unspoken rules so sometimes those um can, can almost become like boundaries of okay right that's a culture and that's the way we do things so actually I can't I can't go beyond that boundary and I can't you know now's not the time for me to raise my hand or raise my voice and and actually make you know try and make my point because actually our culture um says that, that that's not acceptable um but almost you're sitting there burning make to try to make a point but you kind of can't find the right way of doing that so I think you know this and the more I sort of think and and explore this idea of boundaries the more complicated and complex it becomes and I sort of kind of see them everywhere um and yeah hopefully that gives you maybe a little bit of an insight into some of the things where I see they exist and and some of the challenges yeah and I think I think particularly in the examples you've just gave gave it, it makes me think I I can understand how you see them everywhere and I also it makes me think about their relationship with um, power and influence in the workplace and how you are the challenges of maintaining your boundaries where where you may not be in such a strong position of mm. influence in an organization for example and how much more challenging it might be to to maintain your boundaries when things are being asked of you in an unbalanced relationship for example yeah and and I think that's where I see I've, I've, you know I think maybe in the early days of, of sort of looking into this idea of boundaries and thinking about you know I think I I, I the idea was sparked really from, um, you know, some of the research I did around sort of counselling and therapy and how, you know, those sort of therapeutic relationships are really clearly boundaried in terms of the, you know, the therapist or the counsellor or the psychologist saying, actually, this is my role, this is what's acceptable and this is what's not acceptable right up front. So really clearly providing those definite lines of the relationship, which then free that relationship up to be able to talk about and deal with some of those really challenging things that that you may talk about in in those sorts of relationships and I kind of said well okay well how do we do that in coaching or sport or different types of relationships and and I think as I've sort of started to think about it more and maybe play is the wrong word but you know experiment and, and look at it from my own perspective I think it becomes very nuanced often in terms of it's often not as clear as this is what's important to me this is what I will accept, this is what I won't accept, and that's it, full stop. That applies in every situation. I think what you've highlighted there around that sort of, it's context-driven. Um, so I've almost sort of, I don't know if it's come quite full circle, but I often now, if I'm talking about talking to individuals about trying to help them working with their boundaries, say, well, actually, what are, the, what are almost your absolute non-negotiables? The things that, you know, in any circumstance, you just won't compromise because they're so important to you and so aligned with what you believe and, and what you value that you're not willing to compromise those. And I think if you're able to work out those things, then you almost, it's almost like a job description where you've got essential and desirable. Um, and you're able then to kind of go, do you know what, in that scenario, I, I recognise that, okay, sometimes I'm just going to have to say yes when the boss wants me to do something because... Um, 
but almost you know there's that tension point where you kind of go, oh, that's straying a bit too close to the thing that I really, really value and don't want to, you know, don't want to give up and actually I won't accept those things. So, yeah, dynamic and and, and um, ever-moving, but definitely linked to the context. Uh, that makes total sense. And in terms of when we get, when you see people get this right, or when we get it right as individuals in the workplace and our boundaries are do are in the places they should be to the, in the ways they should be what why why is that important and what kind of impact does that have on us in our workplace do, you know does it does it change the way we are able to do our jobs or uh, wh- why does it matter so much that people get this right i think for me it it it, it perhaps i don't know if it changes the way but i think it enables us to be effective as effective as humans first almost in a um in i don't yeah in a in a strange kind of way really when you're talking about workplaces and then kind of focusing on the human side of things but i think it enables us to to really be comfortable and confident in what we know and who we are and and those relationships around us so you almost, it's almost like knowing where we stand um and also where communication is aligned with those boundaries because i, th- I think you can't have you know, effective boundaries don't just rely on I know my boundary and that's it, full stop. It's about how you then communicate and build the conversations with the people around you. So I think in a workplace scenario, if you're able to um, firstly know yourself, so okay, this is me, this is what I stand for, this is what's important to me, I really understand my context, so I know kind of where I need that fle- slight flexibility, but also then you have that sort of understanding of the people around you how they work, what matters to them, what's important to them, then you're, you know, those relationships then potentially become much more effective because either you're not always treading on eggshells because you're uncertain of what you, you know, what you can and can't ask or, you know, how somebody might perceive you for acting in a certain way. You know, there's that openness of communication and conversation and even to be able to say, oh, you've pushed my boundary a little bit too far there um, and being able to kind of, use it in that conversation to you know ultimately our whole world it operates on relationships and and even at work you know you rely often on you know other people and you know people do business with people they like people they know and if you can have that in a team ethos and in an organizational ethos then I really believe that it, it it kind of helps us become more effective in in you know what we do and how we communicate it, it sounds like we, we've spoken a bit in there about um things like expressing and agreeing and contracting uh, of boundaries to some extent it it strikes me that to some extent talking about boundaries almost feels out of bounds to me right so it feels like my sort of cultural norm or social norm is that having conversations about what my boundaries are just feels a little bit wrong or a little bit presumptuous or or as if I'd need to already be in a certain level of relationship with somebody for that conversation to not feel um, assumptive or um, intimidating or um, sort of unequal in terms of power. What are your thoughts about that? Mm. Yeah, I think that's a really good observation. And I think and maybe there's something in there about, um, you know, cultural uh, cultural norms and cultural kind of um, setups in terms of, you know, how we, maybe how we talk about the difficult things or whether we do talk about the difficult things or not. And it's almost like the phrase, the elephant in the room comes to mind. Mm. It's kind of, there are lots of things that we just, you know, we, oh, we don't talk about those. Um, yeah. And perhaps, you know, I've got in my mind um, a number of conversations I've been having this week. I've been involved in a, in a festival called Creative Bravery Festival, and there's been a lot of conversation about 
you know, how you have those tricky conversations. But what are the skills and what are the things that underpin um, our confidence and competent competence and actually willingness to be able to kind of say, oh, actually, do you know what? That doesn't sit quite right with me. And this is why. Yeah. And I think for me that, you know, the idea of boundaries starting with you, you know, I can't. I can't create a boundary if I don't know what's important to me and you know that deer fence analogy I don't know what I'm trying to keep safe inside and also you know the things that are outside so I have to start with what I'm keeping safe and if I can know that first and then appreciate that others might have that difference and be able to kind of approach it in a you know non-judgmental way because often I think it's it comes up in those pressured situations when we feel tension and maybe we feel under pressure Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps that's when you know the things explode whereas actually working backwards if we could perhaps build a relationship built on okay this is how I operate this is what I really value and this is what I you know this is what you'll probably see me and this is where I'm most effective mm-hmm. you know I just wonder how that might shift the whole dynamic going forward yeah it, it does feel like it'd be a great um, conversation or aspect of our relationships to bring into the public um as you were talking about, you you um, brought up the fact that self-awareness is part of this and that we're all different and all have our own um, requirements or, or desires or whatever we want to describe in terms of what our boundaries are. Do you think that boundaries are of different levels of importance to different people as well? Do you think there's um, you know more flexibility for some people broadly in relation to boundaries, less in others, or, or, or do you think we all have different boundaries that have different levels of um, importance and significance. What, I, I guess, what do you think our strength of boundary importance is for us as individuals? Wow, another good question. Um, I think that it can maybe comes back to what I was talking about, this idea of boundaries being dynamic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, based on the idea that boundaries start with self and what's important to us, and if mm-hmm. we acknowledge that all of us are unique and different and value different things and have different circumstance and you know have different experiences then I think inevitably boundaries will mean different things to different people um, which perhaps adds to the complexity when you're talking around things um, but I think at their at their heart um, if all of us were able to identify the things that matter and perhaps the most critical point is that the, you know the point at which tension comes in and we feel mm-hmm. compromised so often if we're not aware of why we're feeling tension and you I mean you probably all picture it's that you know the frustrations building and you kind of just feel that horrible um, it's maybe when yeah. somebody gets too close to you in a supermarket and, yeah, you, yeah, and yeah. you don't dare say anything but you're bubbling inside just wanting to turn around and say will you back ah, off yeah and I think probably all of us in our lives at some point can can associate with that feeling of tension and you know wanting to turn around and just go back off um but we might not understand why and i think having a better understanding of what's important to us and therefore almost where our where is our limit where is our level of tolerance what will we accept and won't we accept and acknowledging that that will be different for different people so you know think about close friends and you know family you probably I don't know you know I'm thinking about my family and friends actually my family if they criticize me that'll be it I won't accept that (laughs) different boundaries yeah but equally you know there's certain friends that you kind of know that they can you know that you you really trust what they say um whereas actually um them giving you a bit of feedback say look just just need you to know that yeah and but actually if somebody else that maybe you didn't respect or actually they didn't respect you 
it would be received at a very different level. Um, and mm. I just think having a wa- an awareness of sort of that difference for all of us um, perhaps just gives us a bit more of a, an aware place to have conversations about, you know, the difficult things in life, which um, are never going to be easy. But perhaps if we can appreciate each other's perspective a little more, um, then they might be a little more productive rather than feeling quite judgmental. Yeah. And so you talked a little bit there about the, I guess, the self-awareness piece and, and um, noticing things like red flags to you as an individual of where your boundaries might feel like they're being crossed and some of the signs for those. Um, if you go through that process and, and start to identify areas where maybe you've got a boundary that, that could be impinged or something that you'd like to to think about um, maybe codifying or think about more formally as a boundary, what could you do as an individual to to move that forward so that maybe you, you've got clarity of what your boundaries are and are mindful about them and, and then bring those to life in your um, relationships with others? Is, is there a way to go about that or is it organic or unconscious or what do you think? No, I mean, I th- yeah, it can, it can be either. It can it could be organic and, you know, you could just let it evolve and see what happens. Um, but equally, there are more conscious um, steps you can take if it's something that you want to work on and invest in um and you know one of the yeah, maybe maybe the sort of simple questions almost which feel quite simple but sometimes can be quite complex to answer are, you know what is really important to me right now so using yeah. that deer fence analogy again you know what is it what is in my fence that i really want to protect and keep safe mm. um you know so maybe some questions like you know what is most important to you and i think the word right now in that matter as well yeah. because that recognizes that boundaries can be dynamic you know what, what matters to you what do you care about um be that you know big global issues like climate change environment you know racism sexism all of the you know what do you really care about that you won't you know that you you you, you don't like about the world at most um but i think flipping that as well and thinking how actually do you want to be treated by others and i think the last sort of question you know what will you not accept because sometimes it's often easier to sit down and go, actually, do you know what? That's not acceptable to me, rather than think about the things that you actually do want. So I definitely think taking time just to sort of maybe work through those questions can help you, yeah, help you identify earlier why you might be feeling that anger and tension because somebody's crossed your boundary without you realising. And it yeah. just gives you, builds you that awareness and, and perhaps you can catch it earlier rather than leaving it to explosion point. Yeah. As you were speaking, there are a few things popped into my mind. I'll see if I can remember them a little bit. One is that um, sometimes I find, for, as a personal reflection, that I'll enter a situation where I feel that potentially my boundaries are, are sort of being impinged on, um, but that occasionally the cost of defending those boundaries in that instant could be detrimental to the sort of well-being or feelings of other people that I'm with. So, so in that instance, sometimes I'll say, "That's okay. I'll absorb this for now." Is that is that dangerous as a one-off, or, do, or is that a, a logical thing to do? What, what do you think about that? No, I mean, to me, that feels like you know things like emotional intelligence are coming into play um, in terms of your own self-awareness, but also awareness of how you interact with others. And mm-hmm. I think that you know that's in, that's an important part of this because you know we are relational we are relational beings, um, and I think the moment we just or the moment we forget that it's not just about us and that you know so I think you know it is important to and you're making those conscious choices and I think that's why I often talk about you know what are the things you know what those one or two things that you absolutely won't compromise 
because so you know if you've got those and they're you know they're really critical like you know and maybe some of the things around um you know gender inequity or the inequalities we see in the world you know at what okay maybe you can just maybe you could gloss over you know maybe this is an example maybe you can accept kind of one slightly sexist joke once or maybe you can't and i think knowing in your own mind at which point you step in and but also how you deal with that so in some instances it it would be appropriate to confront it there and then and say actually do you know what that doesn't sit comfortably with me because but in other instances it might not be in the moment it might not be the right time and that's why as you know say that emotional intelligence of working out okay when's the right time but also i suppose it's how much do you value that relationship Um, in a work context actually how important is that relationship to you and being able to make those conscious choices and be aware of um, you know those sorts of things and 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 how strongly you feel in that moment about standing up for the things that you believe in and and do you think you know based on on that sort of discussion we've just had that um that conversation it feels like as you've said before boundaries are dynamic and in the moment um and more flexible guidance than than rigid in some ways do you think that as we go through our relationships with others and and the testing of boundaries that it's possible to signal minor displeasure with a a potential boundary encroachment and and not have a a sort of large response to it or or do you think that people often wait and something nibbles away at them and then then they snap at the end how do you how do you see that sort of flexibility of response play through i think you know i think you see all of those and more kind of almost a continuum um, in terms of how you see those um, boundaries being um, managed and perhaps you know perhaps it's maybe about um, levels of awareness and comfort with the people around you um, so for example if you know somebody really well and maybe this happens in a workplace you know somebody really well you've worked with them for years you're actually really clear about what makes each other tick and perhaps you get to the point where you can kind of actually make a joke out of it in a little bit of a way, but but know it's serious to go, well, hang on a sec, you're just pushing it a little bit far there. Um, and, you know, thinking about parents and children, how often do you, how often do you hear a parent describe their child as pushing the boundaries um, and those sorts of things? And um, perhaps I, perhaps it's about awareness as well, because maybe the less aware you are of your boundaries, the more likely you are to get to that tension point of explosion. But perhaps the more you, the more aware you are of, oh, actually, this is, oh, yeah, this is hitting a nerve here. I'm not quite, oh, I think it must be to do with that. Then you're able to make a decision in that moment almost. You know, you've got a choice. You could withdraw yourself out of that scenario right there and then because you know that it's creeping a little bit, that conversation's creeping a little bit close to your boundary of what you won't accept and you're not quite ready to have that conversation. But equally, perhaps that's the moment in your mind that says okay actually I just need to I need you know I I need to say something here I need to find a way of saying oh okay I just need to pause that conversation for a second because and being really comfortable in explaining why and you know what the things that are that matter to you and perhaps that's the bit that we're a little reluctant to do um you know whether it be personal life or work life because maybe we're a little bit afraid of that conflict and uh, and rocking the boat almost I think that's a really, really interesting point because I, I, the way you're describing it, I can imagine and indeed have worked with people who have faced challenges um, where they've had their boundaries 
questioned, pushed, stroke, attempted to be broken down by organizational cultures that expect more uh, more commitment in certain ways. And yet they've chosen to remove themselves from that boundary being probed rather than, I guess, police or enforce or uphold that boundary or reinforce that boundary. And I, I wonder sometimes quite often when I, when I sort of meet people in that scenario, they don't necessarily have the language or the confidence in the language they would use in order to, to manage that process of sort of policing or, or, you know, enforcing their boundaries. And is that, do you, when, when you do work with, with boundaries, is that a significant challenge for some people that, that kind of speaking up and standing by it? Yeah, it, it definitely it is. And I'm just thinking of some sort of maybe practical examples that, um, particularly when I've maybe been managing teams and, you know, perhaps, um, you know, really people who are really keen they're you know enthusiastic and they really want to you know and 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 perhaps and I know this is this you know this is maybe a little stereotyping but generationally you know we know that um millennials are really passionate about you know they want you know things that really matter to them and are really passionate about um you know where they work and those sorts of things and often it's having trying to have those just sort of gentle conversations that kind of go yeah I know that's important to you I, I I really get that that's important to you where we are right now in this organization or this this company this is this is the sort of reality of the status quo and almost you know painting those things out say that you've got a choice here and the choice is at the moment this isn't going to change from a you know management whatever it is point of view and as a manager you're responsible for kind of making those um, implementing some of those decisions and almost saying to the individual look you need to work out um, at what point it's no longer tolerable for you for this specific issue and I've you know I can recall conversations with people saying look maybe it's 50 50 maybe you need all of those things maybe you need 50 percent of those things in place 50 percent of the time and if if it gets anywhere below that actually it's it's a point where you need to make that decision is this right for me um, or do I stand up right now and how how you know how much do I value either my job or my friendship or you know whatever it might be in that context but for others that actually might reduce and say do you know what I just need it 10% of the time and I can I can be flexible the rest of that time uh, whereas equally there may be some people who say do you know what it's 100% it's either all or nothing and I'm sorry but if you compromise you know if I can't be myself and bring my values into this then it's just not for me and I think there's something in there about negotiation and you know recognizing that different people whether that be generationally or individually will have different levels of um yeah different tolerance levels almost on what they're prepared to how much they're prepared to bend and that you know that that's that's a personal choice and something that nobody else but you can decide yeah, and I think certainly speaking as someone who's a few years down the road in yeah. my career, um, I think um, I think for me that's that resonates very truly. There are uh, some boundaries have got much much clearer and tougher and thicker and stronger um, and really become anchors to my life. And some I've gone well. Actually, I recognise that whilst it would be nice, they've been breached before and the world hasn't burnt down, and I've still coped with it. Mm. And I guess. Um, that just made me think a little bit about the world of 2020 and the way things are changing, but also generally about how, you know, your boundaries change as you go through life, I would imagine, 
depending on your priorities, depending on like how you understand the world differently and the teams you work in and things like that. Do you think, do you think people generally are aware when their boundaries change or the, I guess the reason I'm asking is I've had a situation where I've been really surprised by something that has turned out to be a really important boundary for me that I hadn't kind of noticed creeping into my life as an importance. And then I was like, Oh, wow, actually this, this is really important. And I do need to, to put some, something in place here. Um, Do you think that happens? And how, how can people keep an eye on, on what's moving around in their lives in terms of boundaries? Yeah. Do you know, absolutely. Yeah. All every, we all change. We change on a, and probably more so now than ever, Um, you know, we're changing even probably on a daily basis. Um, and so, so absolutely what, what's important to you and what matters to you right now, it comes to that question. Um, and I think just the acceptance and recognition and making it conscious almost to say, oh, okay, um, how are things now? And actually what will I accept and what's changed? And, and, you know, it it is definitely linked to self-awareness, awareness of your own current situation, you know, what matters to you. Um, and just taking that time every so often to just refresh yourself I suppose there will be things in your life that stay with you throughout your life so they'll you know maybe there's one or two like really strong underpinning values that actually will you know they'll always be there but perhaps what changes is how they manifest themselves and um you know what else is going on in your life as to how much um headspace or time and energy you have to dedicate to those maybe family takes over maybe work takes over maybe you know caring responsibilities come into our lives as we get older you know things like that so what maybe you were able to do when you're in a situation perhaps where you had less responsibility or um you know i don't know it was a um, career was everything or those sorts of things then you know we 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 do definitely shift um, and I think the key thing really is just to be regularly cognizant and almost keep coming back to those what's important to me right now what am I prepared to accept right now and maybe just using those words on the end of those questions just gives you a, that sense of okay it's okay that it changes but equally do you know what it's okay if things hit you as a surprise um, because what you've done is recognise that and <laughs> everything we talk, you know, it, it, it makes it sound so easy and so logical. Yeah, just work out what's important to you, work out what you won't and will, will accept and then the world will be a magic place. The reality is it's much more evolutionary and, and sometimes you need those moments and those jolts of, whoa, didn't even re- didn't see that coming, but oh, that's really tested me. And sometimes you need those moments just to kind of go, oh, wow, yeah, that is important. That does matter. Um, and that's equally as important as, you know, that logical, structured kind of thinking process. Yeah, absolutely. OK, last question from me. Um, we obviously have a lot of people who uh, lead small organisations and teams. And I guess I'd be really interested to know in a in, in sort of a practical sense how you, uh, managers and leaders can support their teams and the the people around them to develop and and sort of manage their boundaries given it's probably quite a new concept to to certainly some people that uh in the workplace definitely and it you know it's, it is a i think it's probably quite a um a challenging area as well given that it's so broad and changes so much but I think maybe some practical things, you know, particularly for any sort of organisations who are going through big transitions at the moment in terms of you know, maybe staff working from home, 
maybe return to the office in different ways, those sorts of things. I think thinking about those, you know, physical boundaries and just being really aware that some of your, you know, maybe some of your team who are not used to working at home might be finding it really difficult to switch off or might be finding it really difficult to, you know, draw that line between when I'm at home, when I'm at work. Um, you know, basic things like how do you communicate? So for me, for example, I work for myself. I'm quite happy on a Sunday afternoon to be, you know, returning emails and because that's actually a quiet time where I can think. Um, now, what I don't expect is other people to read them and respond back to me. But in an organisation, perhaps it's just being really clear about um, communicating with each other and, and just making it known that, look, if I send an email, especially if you're the boss, because often if an email pings in at, you know, 11.63, blimey, I've made up my own time, 11.36 at night, if, and you're kind of a, a junior in that team, you just feel compelled to reply because it's your boss. But being able to create that sort of understanding that, look, it just because, if I send it, it's just because perhaps I've, you know, had to had a late day at work and I just needed to get it off my um, to-do list but you know do you know don't don't read it until you've got time and that sort of thing so some practical stuff but also maybe I think there is something in there about um, you know building relationships through your team and finding ways to maybe just understand a little bit more about each other what makes people tick actually what drives them mad um, what conditions do they need to work in most effectively um, and yeah, what's important to them? What are their touch? You know, what are their tension points? And encouraging people to work out and share with each other. Oh, do you know what? Yeah, don't go there. That's a real no-no for me. Um, and having it in a a non-confrontational, non-pressured environment, rather than leaving it to those bubbling points when everything goes wrong and you know you end up with an unhappy people because they either they weren't aware that it was their own boundary or maybe they weren't aware that they'd impinged on somebody else because you've never had that conversation that sounds like some really helpful um thoughts and advice for individuals leading teams and smaller businesses um i'm afraid though that we are running out of time as is ever the case um before we wrap up though is there any way that people could learn more about what you're doing and working on or, or get in touch with you or anything like that Jane? There certainly is. Yeah, I have a website, um, which is uh, opus29, that's O-P-U-S 29.co.uk. Um, and I share various things on there. There's blogs, there's some videos, there's, um, yeah, if anybody's really interested, there's currently some uh, pictures about virtual art club, which is a random thing that I've ended up doing over lockdown, um, but maybe gives you an insight to some creativity. But also I'm really pretty active on Twitter, um, at opus29, Jane. Um, and I just love sort of sharing things and, um, yeah just hearing from different people as well um so yeah it would be great to connect and i'm always happy these days not to have an in-person coffee because i had very few of those i'm definitely always happy to um chat over a, a virtual coffee and, and chew the fat on anything that i love talking about including boundaries excellent okay well it's just time to say thank you jane that was excellent so thank you very much for your time great to talk to you thanks jane thanks Okay, so you are back in the room with us now. That was our conversation with Dr. Jane Booth all about boundaries. I thought that was some really interesting uh, insight in there. Um, Jane, were there any key takeaways for you or points you'd like to reflect on? Well, as always, when we're talking about something that feels like it's relevant to everyone, um, lots to think about. But I think um, for me, it's always interesting to talking to uh, Jane because I feel like it always throws up more questions than answers, which is a good thing, I think. But especially this idea about um, as we, the, the question I asked her, which I, I, I'm still sort of reflecting on 
her comments around how do we get better at self-awareness such as we notice when our need for different boundaries changes because I feel like if we can do that well then we can to some extent maybe not preempt but at least be in a place where we are conscious of where our needs for boundaries have changed and we can be efficient with our energy in doing that but also we can guard against sort of those sort of some some of those not so nice surprises where you think you're okay with something and then you find out you're not and sometimes that can be really damaging to relationships in the workplace yeah and you know interestingly my reflections were heading very much towards the self-awareness pieces as well and you know something we've spoken about before is this um sort of meta emotion or metacognition or or i guess just presence and being aware of what it is that's affecting you and how you are feeling and how you're behaving in in the moments that, that fill our day-to-day lives and i think you know, having an awareness of boundaries and having an awareness of when boundaries are being stretched or tested and, and the emotional impact that can have on us um, is, is, in, is in itself very powerful. So when we're aware of that, we can sort of manage ourselves through, we can make conscious decisions about our actions. Um, and I think that's quite um, an empowering place to be. So I think there's some good stuff in there. The, the other reflection for me is the uh, the challenges we all seem to have speaking about boundaries. And and I think I don't really have any more thought on that point of a minute other than that is a difficult thing. And it's something that we're not great in teams, in the workplace, in our own life. Um, and I know that things like, you know, um, contracting of ways of working in a workplace helps with some of this. But it's not quite the same as speaking about our personal boundaries. And I think there's something something in there about drawing that out into, into the light um, that could be really powerful. Yeah, I totally, I, I totally agree. And I like... Like Jane and I and you and I spoke about afterwards, uh, after we stopped recording, we we had a very brief, you know, wrap up, make sure we had all the tech in place. But we also talked a little bit about some of the um, some of the challenges in sort of our ability to, I guess, be uncomfortable in the things we say. And I think yeah. I think generally, I keep thinking so much of what we talk about is. Um, giving people finding ways to help people have the confidence to um, ask for what they need or want or shine a light and speak about what they are uncomfortable about or what they don't think is right or what is right and how to get it more without necessarily uh, infringing on someone else's space or frustrating someone else. And I think that negotiation of, of, of space that you can take up and challenge, I think is really tough. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let us leave it there. Um, If you enjoyed the conversation, leave us a review. That would be helpful on wherever you're listening to this. And uh, check out our stuff on the website. And we'll be back again um, next week, probably, with another episode. So thank you from me. And it's a thank you from me and goodbye. Hi. Thanks for listening to this episode of the World of Work podcast. To learn more about what we do, please check out our website, www.worldofwork.io, where you can read some great articles, learn more about the seminars and courses that we deliver, or even support us if you wish through our Patreon page. That's www.worldofwork.io. Thank you.